today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The problem with being under this is that God's grace has freed us from slavery to this. We're not under the law. We're not subjected to those natural cause and effect laws in the world. We're under grace. And grace changes everything. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. How big is your grasp of the love and grace of God? Life in Christ is about what God has already done for us, not what we can do for God. Pastor J.D. teaches today that being under grace changes everything because it frees us from the striving to keep the law, which will always lead to total failure. Remember today, you're covered in a canopy of grace. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Galatians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. We're going through the epistle to the Galatian churches, and today we start in a new chapter, chapter 4. We'll begin in verse 1, chapter 4, where the Apostle Paul is continuing his explanation and even correction of these Christians there in these churches in the region known at the time as Galatia. And he says, verse 1, by the Spirit of God, what I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir, verse 2, is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father, So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now, verse 9, that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you. 
that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Today's teaching is going to be part one of a new series that I've titled, Why I Keep Failing. Have you ever wondered why it is that as hard as you try to be good and do good, you oftentimes end up failing and falling? No? Neither do I. Let's close in prayer. We'll go right to the... (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Please don't misunderstand the question, rhetorical as it is, but we're never this side of heaven going to obtain sinlessness, right? However, we can certainly obtain victory. Our Christian lives need not be riddled by failure and defeat. The Lord wants for us to walk in victory. The problem is that the Galatian churches were riddled with such failure and defeat. And this was the problem that they had in those churches. And one of the main reasons for this was because these Christians there in Galatia had been duped by the Judaizers to go back under bondage to the law of Moses. And that's a problem. The problem with that is that going back under the law is that the law can only tell us what to do But the law fails when it comes to empowering us and enabling us to do it. And that's the problem with the law. This is what I call, and you'll forgive the expression, but it's the ugliness of legalism. The ugliness of legalism. Legalism is ugly. Legalism is insidious. And what makes legalism so insidious is that the enemy uses it successfully, I might add, to shift my focus from what God has done for me to what I do for God. And therein lies the problem. It's been said that religion is what man does for God. Christianity, conversely, is what God has already done for man. Islam is an example of this. In Islam 
a false religion by the way, Allah, a false god, Muhammad, a false prophet, the Muslim is commanded to die in jihad for Allah. That's the religion of Islam. It's man doing for God. And it is diametrically opposed, the polar opposite of what Christianity is. What is Christianity? Christianity is what God has already done for man. In Islam, man dies for Allah. In Christianity, God became a man to die for us. And therein lies the difference, you see. And that's what makes legalism so insidious, because when the enemy shifts my focus from what God has done for me onto what I have to do for God, it will always absolutely, without question, every single time lead to my utter and total failure. I cannot. I cannot please God. I cannot do anything for God. He's already done everything for me. Now here's the question. How is the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, going to communicate this to the Galatian churches? Well, thankfully, as we just read and are about to see, he draws upon very applicable examples that they, in that day, would have certainly understood and been able to relate to. However, the examples that Paul uses aren't really applicable for us today, as they would have been in Paul's day. So in order for us to better understand we need to see these examples that Paul uses in a modern-day context. And so what I am going to try to do, I I hope that, and I've asked the Lord to help me with this, that these uh, examples will better assist us in seeing specifically this, the folly, the folly of going back under the law and putting myself and posturing myself in that position where I have to do for God under the bondage to the law. Here's the first one. To go back under the law would be like a freed inmate who had completed his time, served his time, choosing to go back into prison again. Here's the second one. To go back under the law would be like a physicist with a doctorate choosing to go back to the first grade as a student again. I know that sounds just absurd, but that's what it is like. Here's a a third one. To go back under the law would be like an heir to a billionaire father's estate choosing to go back under the employment of a cruel boss for little pay. 
And here's the fourth one. To go back under the law would be like a homeless man who now owns a mansion choosing to going back to being homeless again. And that is what the Apostle Paul is saying, in effect, to these Galatian churches. And this is why, by the way, the Apostle Paul, you can almost hear it in the text. He's weeping in his heart. He's pleading from his heart, brothers and sisters, what are you doing? Don't you see what you're doing? This is why you're walking in defeat. You are destined to fail because of this. Do you realize what you're doing? Why is it that you want to go back to being homeless? To being in the first grade? To working for that cruel boss with little pay? Why is it? How is it? that you would do that? Well, here's another question. Why? That's what they were doing, but why were they doing? And perhaps better asked, more importantly, why does what they were doing lead to their constant failure? Well, enter our text today. We're going to look at two reasons that trying to keep the law will always be met with total failure, without question, without exception. The first reason is found in verses 1 through 5, and it's that of forfeiting my freedom in Christ. This is, in effect, what Paul is saying here in that When we forfeit our freedom in Christ, we end up subjecting ourselves to the laws and forces of nature, or as some of your translations render it, the elements of this world. What are the elements of this world? What are these laws and forces of nature? Well, these natural laws, these forces of nature are the cause and effect laws, in the sense that if you do good, you'll earn good. And on the other side of that, if you do bad, you'll deserve bad. Under the law, subjecting yourself to those natural laws, bondage to the law, those elements of the world. Now what's the problem? Well, the problem with being under this is that God's grace has freed us from slavery to this. We're not under the law. We're not subjected to those natural cause and effect laws in the world. We're under grace. And grace changes everything. Grace means that I don't get what I deserve. And mercy with it is when I 
do get what I don't deserve, how many of you would agree that we want both? I want to be on the receiving end of God's grace. I want to be as that hymn of old says, and I'll kind of tailor it to our text today. I want to be under that spout where God's grace comes out. I don't want to be under the law. Are you kidding me? I don't want to be subjected to the laws and the forces of nature, the elements of the world, when I don't have to be. I mean, I have a choice. And this is what the Apostle Paul is communicating to the Galatians. Let me sort of explain this a little bit more. Those of us in Christ are free from those laws. Why? Because under grace, listen, think about this, God no longer deals with me on the basis of what I really deserve. And aren't you glad for that? How many times I have prayed, cried out to God, thanking God, God, thank you for not paying me as my sin deserves. That's grace. That's grace. We're saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God. It's not of works, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, lest anyone should boast. It's the gift of God. God gives us grace. We are saved by grace. We are under grace, out from underneath the law. I'm no longer subjected to the law. And here's the good news, and it is really good news, (laughs) especially if you came to church today, carrying this burden of shame and guilt. You're not under the law. You no longer need to carry that guilt. There is therefore now no condemnation, no guilt for those that are in Christ Jesus under grace. Grace takes that and removes that and takes that off of us so we're no longer crushed under the weight of it. We're free in Christ. Here's how it works. The good we do cannot justify us, neither can the bad that we do condemn us. It works both ways. I can't earn God's favor by being good, nor do I deserve the condemnation or the wrath of God when I do bad. Why? Because I'm under grace and not the law. Now again I ask, as the Apostle Paul would ask these Galatian Christians, why in the world would we ever even think about playing with, entertaining this notion of trying to keep the law? Why would that even enter our minds? Why would I ever consider forfeiting that freedom that is mine under grace? When and if I do, 
I bring myself back under the law of cause and effect, and I do so unnecessarily, and I'll add, I do so to my own peril. I do so to my own peril. We are free, and that freedom comes in Christ under grace, and this ties into our second reason, which is in verses 6 through 14, and this is huge. It's that of forgetting that God is my loving Heavenly Father. Now, that might stand a reason or seem to be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? Sadly, it's not. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most difficult things, one of the hardest things for Christians to embrace and accept, this would have to be it. And the reason is is that many of us did not have a good or healthy relationship with a loving earthly father. I never had a good or close relationship with my earthly father. He was very... um, distant and very um, kind of mean, actually, sometimes. (laughs) Thankfully, he wasn't physically abusive. There was one occasion where he, uh, I think, kind of crossed that line with me when I was 12 years old. I'll never forget it. But it sort of marred my understanding of what it would be like to have a loving father. Some of you, I would venture to say, and I don't mean to bring up some really tender and emotional and intense emotions, but some of you had horrific fathers. Maybe they were abusive. Maybe they abandoned you. And that's really hard. Because if your earthly father was like that, then what's to say that your heavenly father wouldn't be like that? Back when my two sons were, I think, eight and ten, something hit me, and I shared it with them. I said to them, at eight and ten, they're now 19 and uh, 17, but I said to them that I had already had more FaceTime and conversation time with them at ages eight and ten than I had with my father my entire life. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Galatians. If you'd like to learn more about the Apostle Paul's letter, we encourage you to continue reading ahead. As you do, ask God to reveal the truths and promises contained in its verses to you. He will point you to the passages that he knows you need to read. You can also hear additional messages from Pastor J.D. on this book by visiting our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Listen online or download these teachings to have available anytime. We've created a mobile app as well for Apple and Android devices, so you'll be able to take Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you on the go. We'd also like to tell you more about the Mideast Prophecy Update tab on our website. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are all eagerly anticipating His return to earth. 
We believe it's coming soon and that many events happening around the world right now are fulfilling the prophecies of the end times detailed in the Bible. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes a look at these events and what God's Word has to say about them and shares that information with us in the Mideast Prophecy Update. The purpose of these updates aren't to scare us, but to remind us how important it is that everyone know the redeeming hope of Jesus. These updates are new every week, so visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to access the latest installments. That's all we have for today, but be sure to join us next time on In Spirit and Truth for more from the book of Galatians. Keeping me right with you, holding me true.